Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today we have with us George Vergas who is vice president at Kiloskar Group. Welcome to the podcast George. Thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm great George. It's pleasure having you here. So just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your career journey till now? Okay, so right now I work with the Kiloskar Group. I manage uh, the HR function for the group. So if you look at the group, we are a we are a set of companies. Some of them listed, some of them uh, privately owned. And uh, my job as the person responsible for HR is to ensure that how do we ensure that similar culture, similar values, similar processes uh, when it comes to HR and policies uh, are there across all our companies. I also take care of the uh, HR function for one of our group companies which is Kiloskar Oil Engines. So I lead the uh, HR function uh, for that company also. Along with that, I also take uh, up the role of uh, the chief of staff for the Kiloskar Oil Engines uh, leadership team. uh and the marketing and the communication function for kiloskar oil engines also rolls up to be uh in a nutshell this is uh, what i do if i have to look at my career over the years so i've been in different organizations in different sectors and across different parts of the country i started with uh, dell so that was in training then i moved into lands communications then worked with tata cummins and then cummins and been here and in different parts of the country so I started from bangalore from bangalore to bombay bombay to chennai and chennai to jamshedpur jamshedpur to trivandrum trivandrum to pune so it's all around the place uh, in, in all these years so that's what i do definitely there's a plethora of everything you have learned so far yeah and i'm sure we'll get a lot of content from our conversation today so yep. yeah, yeah. talking about your position of course you have mentioned and you working across companies and handle different hr positions so what do you think like what are the biggest challenges hr is facing nowadays like how can we develop effective strategies to address these challenges so i think uh, what is what is fundamentally changing and this is not just an hr problem I, i always keep saying that there is nothing called as only an hr problem you'll have business problems and no business problem exists without a people angle to it so it's a business problem with yeah. a people side to it um the, the the biggest challenge that we see now is the pace of change that we are all dealing yeah, with definitely uh, changes changes has always been there it's not new but what is happening is you know the the number of changes that is happening one after the other uh, it's, it's the frequency is just very very high now now what that means is businesses will also businesses will have to be very agile because you don't know you cannot predict uh, what is going to come next and how it is going to come and hence uh, as a function as hr how do you manage the talent side of this in this kind of an environment i mean 
the the standard acronym that's that gets used is you know this whole term of VUCA environment. It yeah. truly is VUCA, right? I mean, it just keeps on changing. Something new will keep coming. So in that kind of an environment, how do you ensure that from a talent standpoint? you remain agile. Now, suddenly you find a certain set of people whom you have in the organization with a certain kind of skills, not relevant anymore because the requirement of that skill has changed. Yeah. Now, what do you, how do you manage that, right? How do you ensure that cross-skilling happens fast? How do you ensure that a new set of talent comes in fast? And, and what you thought the new talent is suddenly becomes old talent in, in under five years, you know? So yeah. it, it's this constant change that is happening uh, at a business level. And how do you ensure uh, that as a function of HR, manage that along with the business? I think this for me is the biggest challenge that I see, not just now, but at least the coming coming years. That's very well said. I think that was the great point brought up by you. And in fact, for organizational success, I think it's a lot been easier nowadays because of you know technological advancement and AI automation that they are altering the situations for businesses and employees in coming years. So, yeah. yeah. So what are some of the key trends and emerging technologies in HR? And do you think is there, like what steps can we, you know, take? Because there are many technologies and trends emerging nowadays. So how can we stay up to date with these trends? So I think, so one is, you know, if I, if I talk about what really is changing, I think I always felt that HR is a function traditionally, uh, is a function that sits on tons of data. Uh, there is a lot of data that yeah. resides with HR, you know, be it in terms of uh, employees, be it in terms of compensation, be it in terms of, Definitely. you know, all, all kinds of data. Yeah. Now, that data today can get used to predict the future. Uh, because with all the advancements that we have around big data and analytics and all of what is available, there is a big scope of using this data that you have into predicting the future, into making better decisions. So I think this area of data analytics within HR is an area where I see a lot of focus and efforts from companies going on and and how do you use that information and how do you make that information readily available to the right set of people at real time uh, so that appropriate decisions could be made so that is from a from an hr standpoint the the trend that i see now how as an individual i can get you know apprised of some of these things that's going on i think the answer is just read 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 and read the, the more you read, the more you try and grasp what is going on around you, not just with related to, to the function as such, but generally in business, you will find applications of it in HR, you will find applications of this everywhere across the business. For me, for me, at least personally, it is all about just keeping yourself updated as much as you possibly can through either reading or through seminars or participations and all, all these kinds of different things. For example, conversing with you, it's yeah. a good learning for it's a, it's a good learning experience for me. So that that's the way I would look at it. That's really great. And definitely, you know, our last few years has been quite an uptrelling years, bringing about significant changes is in how we look at the life worldwide. So, of course, the points you have mentioned are really great. And as the world evolves, business and employees will need to stay agile and adapt new challenges and opportunities as well. Yeah, so, yeah, true, true. 
Yeah. So, you know, talking about challenges and opportunities, even you have also worked in a team. And uh, of course, you have the opportunity to connect with great talent and high performance team and must have handled large employee base. So what do you think? What are some of the effective strategies for managing employee performance and providing, you know, constructive feedback for them? And how can we ensure that the company's performance management practices like are fair and effective? Because that's very important to know. Yeah. So I think um, ultimately, I think any organization would like to be meritocratic and performance oriented. Yeah. Now, I, I don't think there'll be any organization would which would say that, look, I'm, I, I'm, I don't want to be meritocratic or performance oriented. Every organization would like to be. The real question is, how do you ensure that it is through the right set of processes, policies, and how you do you also ensure that whatever you design as processes and policies gets implemented properly? I think, and that is where the human element comes into the picture. For example, you may design a great performance management process with great systems, but if your manager does not know how to give feedback properly, yeah. then the whole system goes. Uh, so there is a lot of, while the systems, processes and policies are important, equally important is to ensure that there is a culture of being meritocratic and performance oriented in the organization. And I think that's that's part of a classic culture building effort where it starts from the leadership, where leadership starts visibly showing, you know, the traits of being a meritocratic leader and a performance-driven leader. And the organization sees from the leader what is acceptable and what is not, then it goes down. And when one gets into performance-oriented leadership, yeah. question of unfairness, the question of biases, all of that goes out of the window because you are judging, you know, a person, you are judging a performance only through quantifiable means and nothing else. Uh, so so it becomes uh, far more easy. It's very easy to talk about it. It's very difficult to get it executed in a large scale. And uh, there is a lot of effort that goes in, you know, coaching your managers, ensuring them they know how to give feedback. They also know what is the difference between a performance-driven culture and a time-bound culture. Uh, so there is, uh, there is a lot of effort that goes in building that kind of capability into people along with the systems and processes. Uh, but yeah, systems, processes, awareness and getting people coached and developed to that level, I think is the is a way to go. Definitely. As you mentioned that it is not just implementing that thing, but also ensuring that if what we are implementing is, you know, if communicating effectively or not to the yeah. organization. Yeah. yeah. So it's very rightly said. So yeah, Georgia, that almost brings us to the end of our podcast. But you know, before we leave, I just wanted to know your advice for our listeners, you know, regarding the skills that are necessary for effective HR project managers, managements, because you have worked in different HR domains. So how can our listeners, you know, develop project management skills to ensure successful HR initiatives? See, look, uh, I would kind of generalize this a bit. Uh, I would not uh, focus my answer just on HR. Uh, okay. I would uh, kind of generalize this a bit to say that, look, kind of skills that you need in uh, Today's uh, workforce, be it in project management or any other key function, yeah. uh, is uh, the ability to learn because 
the formal education system is not going to give you all the learnings. There is a lot of application of learning and there is a lot of jobs, a lot of things that you learn on the job. So the willingness and the ability, I call it learning agility as, as okay. a term. Okay. So the agility to learn fast. Second is the right set of attitude. You know, the willingness to get into details, the willingness to do that extra mile or go that extra mile, figure out what needs to be done, so on and so forth. I think it's number two. Yeah. Number three, when it comes to things like project management, you are talking about working with a cross-functional set of people who doesn't yeah. necessarily report to you. You're working with peers, you're working with seniors. So the ability to influence people who doesn't necessarily report to you uh, yeah. is a skill which is extremely important when it comes to functions like project management at a large organizational level. So I think three things I spoke about. One, I spoke about learning agility. Second, yes. I spoke about uh, the right kind of attitude. And the third is the ability to influence. Uh, if I, I think for me, these three are the top three skills along with the functional skills that one, I mean, that's that's kind of a given, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if, you're, if you're in software engineering, you should at least know how to code. Definitely. Uh, but beyond that, yeah. these are the three. Uh, Basic skills that, you know, every people should have. Definitely. Definitely. That was some great points brought up by you and it makes a lot of sense. So I'm sure there's a lot of takeaway from the content you have shared today. Thank you for sharing this, Georgia. So this brings us to the end of our conversation. But before we leave, can you tell our listeners uh, where they can reach out to you? Oh, yeah. So I am there in LinkedIn. I think that's okay. the best place to reach me. George Vergis is my um, is my name. And, uh, and the company is good loss So search for that. You'll find me there. Definitely. Thank you, George. It was lovely hosting you today. Thank you. Thanks a lot.